Lemon Pepper Parlay is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it. Must be 21 or older. That's right. Welcome into another episode of the Lemon Pepper Parlay Podcast. I'm your host, Martin Weiss, joined here with Cinderella himself, Mark Gunnels. This is the last week you can call me this. This is the last week I can call you this? Well, you might be able to do it next week. You know, no, because then I'll say, uh, I'll I'll direct everyone to the social channels next week to make sure that they (laughs) see you in your Cinderella debut. (laughs) But the Cinderella from Kansas City, Mark Gonos, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing well, man. Uh, I'm just going to say I'm him. (laughs) We'll see just how him you are as you dress up as an actual princess. (laughs) Just a few short days. We'll be on Hollywood Boulevard. If you want to come out and check that out, tweet at Mark A. Gunnels. If you want to get the exact time and location. It's like the first time you promoted my Twitter name. (laughs) This is so crazy. I'm sorry. I didn't know. You know while, I'm, while I'm at it, I go ahead and you know, also be on at Extra Points Pod on Twitter. <laughs> Potentially could be on the Twitch or the Instagram or the Facebook, all of the same name, Extra Points. ExtraPoints.com slash arcade. Congratulations to Juan Flores. He won this weekend. Congrats, Juan. Wish I, wish I won. I wouldn't be wearing a Cinderella outfit. <laughs> He'll have a gold, and you know what? If you did, you'd have a gold cap to go on with your Cinderella outfit. But without further ado, I want to make a rule. Let's just do this, okay? Nets, Hawks, I mean, Nets, 76ers, Celtics, Hawks. If those series are still going on next week, then we'll talk about them. I'm I'm cool with that. All right? <laughs> if they're yeah. still going on next week, then we'll talk about them. I'm fine with it. All we can hope We're for is, is sweeps, right? That's all we need. Get the brooms out. All yeah. right. Now that we've got that. So, so Trey Young is overrated. I mean, I, I just say like this. <laughs> I said he sucks. The NBA polled 90-some players. They also said he sucks. And since that moment... They said he's overrated. They didn't say he sucks. All right. Well, since since that (laughs) moment, I've yet to see much... That would change your mind. ...to to, to, to (laughs) augment my point. That's that's, That's my take. If I was trying to... If I was in Atlanta, I'd be ready to sell. I think DeJounte Murray is better than him right now. Wow. What a turn of events. At this moment. But let's talk about teams doing something and going places. Uh, let's start in the East. The Knicks and the Cavs. I was uh, watching that game. I was doing my radio show on Saturday. 7 to 10 Eastern on Fox Sports Radio. But uh, as I was sitting there, I just was watching the Knicks play. I just liked the way the Knicks play basketball. I don't know if they're going to win the series. I just loved watching them play. They play hard. They run around a lot. They play a lot of defense. I love Brunson's game. I like Randall's game. They're not like, I know everybody said, oh, they're title contenders. If Giannis is back, is whatever. It's like, all right, not really. But, you know, they potentially, sure, whatever. And if you want to continue out the thought exercise. But just in general, I really like the way that team plays. Yeah, I think you really like Jalen Brunson. I think that's what it really comes oh, down I'm to. A big fan of Jalen Brunson. Because, I mean, the core has been there for a couple of years now, and I don't remember you talking so highly of them until this season. Well, because Jay- it was, what was Randall's what was been it? there. R.J. Barrett's been there. Thibs has been there. You know, Mitchell Robinson's been there. Like, you know, but Jalen Brunson, I think, is what really brought you through. Straw that stirs a drink, Ever since man. we had that topic last year about him being a, a post-up big point guard, right? A guy that could put you in the post. Hey, man. Ever since then, I feel like you really fell in love with his game. I just, no, I mean, I just saw him in the playoffs last year, 
And I just never would have thought that the Mavericks wouldn't have moved heaven and earth to keep him. And then once they did, and he goes to the Knicks. But he fits that team perfectly. Like, he came into that team, and he upgraded. I mean, the quickly was getting way too many minutes last year. Now, like, at this point, he is in this position where he is able to come in and play that Jamal Crawford Jr. role of, like, I'll come in off the bench and just shoot the ball. Have the ultimate green light. Exactly. For that few minutes. Because I, I go know back out I'm going to yeah. get my 25 minutes a game regardless. Yeah. I'm out here to shoot. Yeah. It's like Nick Young said, right arm strictly for buckets. Yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of where I I, I, I I like the makeup of the team, although I don't think that they're going to be able to advance past Cleveland. And here's the thing about the Knicks. They have an extremely high floor to me. But their ceiling is so low. I think that's why I like them. <laughs> they have no ceiling. That's the thing about them. Like, they're a team that you can go out there and say, you know, they can compete. They play hard. They're going to always give effort every possession. You know, a Thibodeau coach team is going to play heavy minutes with the starters. I was sweating, by the way, last night because I took the under on R.J. Barrett's points. And he was still in the game until the very <laughs> end. And they were down by 30. And he was at, I think, 15. And the under was 16. I'm like, oh, my God. He's going to get a cheap bucket with, like, 30 seconds to go but luckily he didn't but yeah like I said they're a high floor team low ceiling play hard they fit the New York mentality right they got these grinders nothing's pretty about them like when Julius Brown does a step back three it's still not pretty even if it no, goes it's in not. it's not pretty Jalen Brunson gets tough buckets he's like that guy at the YMCA that you know you look at him you see oh he don't look like he's that athletic you know, this guy looks like, oh, I could take this guy. He just looked like 5'9", five, 5'11", five, six foot maybe on a good day. But then he goes out there and just gives you these fundamental tough buckets, right? Like he's just taking you in the post, putting you on the block, and, and putting your in the bucket. They just have quick, I mean, none of them are fast. They're all quick. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like they're like. Yeah, R.J. Baird's game is nasty and not in a good way. I'm not a fan. <laughs> uh, but I will say this. Cleveland going forward, uh, the the reason why Cleveland will advance past New York is going to be because Darius Garland is also an all star level all star level guard. Mm -hmm. Even if he's not an all star here or there, he's a all star level guard. He can get off whenever he needs to get off. Mm -hmm. And Donovan Mitchell, I think, is has gotten a bad rap almost for his postseason play, and I don't really get it because he has a crazy high postseason scoring average, and when you just look at the previous situations that he was in, he'll play more playoff games this year, him by himself, mm -hmm. than both his former head coach and the other All-Starters team, Rudy Gobert, this year. And they're in two different places. Yeah, talking about Quinn Snyder in Atlanta. And, and Donovan Rudy Mitchell will play more playoff games by himself than those two individuals will play <laughs> together. Yeah, like, yeah. like I, I don't – like, if we're – the reason why the Jazz lost to the Clippers in that series is because Terrence Mann was punking Rudy Gobert. Yeah. That, that I mean, that's really – every time I see Terrence Mann, it's all I think about. And didn't he drop 40 in one game? I mean <laughs> – Or something like crazy like that? That's what they call him, Ty Belichick, because it's in-game adjustments. How about who knew the in-game adjustment will be going directly at the defensive player of the year? <laughs> uh, but the thing that's going to hold the Cavs back from being a true title contender is Evan Mobley is not strong enough yet. Yeah. And not only that, they don't have any low post scoring. Well, in part like, because Jared Mobley's not strong well, enough. Well, yeah, yet. him and then obviously Jared Allen is just like a lob threat or a guy to get you put back. He's not a guy you're running offense through. Uh, and I think uh, back to Donovan Mitchell, you're talking about him getting a bad rap and stuff like that. I think a lot of that has to do with his volume 
because people look at him as a chucker. Like, especially in in Utah, he had the ultimate green light. He seems to have it here in Cleveland, right? He had a couple – a game he scored, what, 70 or something like that? 70, this season. 40 point, I think at five 40-point um, games. And, see, I think last night – now, I think he should shoot more than 11 times. But last night game, he didn't really call for it. But I think that may be a better formula for the Cavs to reach their ceiling. He had 13 assists, right? You got Garland going. I think they're better when Donovan Mitchell's more of that playmaker and everybody else is getting involved versus him shooting 25 plus times a night. Well, I think part of the thing is in Utah, you're looking at, all right, we're kicking the ball to Joe Ingles. We're kicking the ball to, to Jordan Clarkston midway through the second quarter. Like, who who, who are we? Who like Who's the two guard? Who's, who, I'll put it like this. Who else is supposed to shoot? That's, right, that like that. That so, fair. like, that and fair. Rudy Gobert, known offensive quantity of zero. Yeah. Right. So, I like this team a lot better in that. At like, Darius Garland didn't need any help in the first quarter last game to go get going. He was like, you know, I didn't bring it last game. I'll bring it this game. I think those that combination of those two guys is going to be what ultimately gets them over the top. But they're also missing a wing. They don't have that wing that's versatile, that can guard multiple positions, that can get you a bucket. They don't have that 6'8", that 6'9", six, six, guy like Okoro. He only played... It's supposed to be him, but he can't score. Three minutes last night, zero points. Uh, in the first game, he didn't give him nothing. I think he only scored six. So I, they're definitely missing a, that wing guy. And it's ironic because, you know, if only LeBron was still there, he would be the perfect guy to fill in that three spot right now for them. Yeah, we'll get to we'll get to him in just a second. <laughs> Speaking of a guy to fill in a spot, habitual line stepper Draymond Green stepped on a chest and uh, stepped over the line. Really, I haven't heard about that. I haven't seen it on the news lately. What happened there? So, what did you see? Well, when you first saw it, what was your first reaction? Because I think it's one of those things that it depends on the color of of how you're looking at it. My first reaction was. This guy is 33 years old, and he's still unhinged. <laughs> All right. I'm glad that you're not in the – so Bonus grabbed his ankle camp. That's the worst camp to be in. No, no. It's like I understand the logic of, you know, if you slap somebody, they could punch you back, right? But if you slap somebody and they come back and shoot you five times, people yeah. are going to be like, yo, you probably went a little bit overboard. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, yeah. you had your ankle grabbed. You know what he could have done? Nothing. Could have just stood right there with his ankle being grabbed and yelled, hey, ref. Yeah. Look at this dude grabbing my ankle. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He could have turned and just fell on him. If he had just fell on him physically, like, just chest to chest. You know what I'm saying? Like, like he's a quarterback. You're trying to avoid the roughing the passer. You know what I'm saying? Let me roll off. If he hit him like that, you know, we good. <laughs> but dog he picked the like the worst possible outcome that you could pick he's gonna step on his chest when he planted his his bright blue shoe in between the one and the one right there in that man's chest and then like frog jumped off <laughs> he like clapped his feet together <laughs> I'm like dog you, I, that was I was just like bro like, you know, I don't have, I don't know him, know him, but it's like I've been playing, seeing seeing him since before we had driver's licenses. It's like, dog, that's the same thing. Like, you have not changed a bit. Growing up in Michigan. And that is not a good thing. 
Like, I also was rough and tumble as a kid. I'm 33. You know what I'm saying? I'm uh, not necessarily. Uh, you the same age. We went to, we were playing against each other in high school. We yeah. were the same year. I think he's actually might be a grade younger than me. Oh, okay. But we played against, yeah, we were saying AAU, all of that. But like, but like, dog. <laughs> and the thing is, and he said this before in an interview, and I know that he'll never stop. Uh, new, new media. I know he'll never stop this, right? But he tells on himself so much because first, I mean, you could go back to the uh, to the Dylan Brooks thing, but I want to go way back because he said one time, whenever you get a technical foul, it's almost like carte blanche to do whatever you want for the rest of the game, right? Like if you already get if you get your first one out the way, yeah, because they're not going. They don't want to throw you out. Yeah. They don't want to throw you out. Yeah, you have to go above and beyond to get thrown. Yeah, out. you got to do something really beyond the pale. Yeah, right. So he tested it. He has put it to the test. And he found out they will throw him out. But when he comes in and says, I don't get baited in the technical fouls. I only get technical fouls when I want to get technical fouls. Right? And as he's talking about Dylan Brooks, right? Dylan Brooks, you know, the the, the other, the uh, the uh, the macho man Randy Savage to his stone cold Steve Austin, right? You know what I'm saying? Since this is all freaking wrestling. He, it's But game one. Malik Monk grabs him by the ankle. Yeah. He Draymond again tries to step on him, misses. Right? Yeah. Game two, Sabonis grabs him at the ankle. Obvious connection. Mm-hmm. Mike Brown just spent the last five some years sitting right next to this crazy MFR. <laughs> you don't think you got baited into that, bro? Good job by you, Draymond, because now you're sitting at home watching game three on the couch, just like me and Mark Gunnels. Yeah, and to me, what made it even worse, you're talking about all the antic and stuff. Like, the fact that after he stepped on his chest, he's doing all this stuff in the crowd. And that is and why he's suspended. I, I, yeah. I bet anything. That's why. Not because he stepped he on He showed no remorse. Because he was freaking standing on the on the chairs calling everybody a, a P-word. The P-word. <laughs> all on camera. This, yeah. Yeah. Wow, Sabonis is still on the ground, mind you. you know, like, we don't know how ser- serious his injury could be. Like, this is his chest area. You know what I legitimately thought of Show no moment? remorse. You know what, you what I legitimately thought of in that moment? What did you think of it? Ron Artest. Oh, yeah. Ron Artest. I was like, if let one of these fans do one thing. Oh, my God. He would run into the crowd, for real. Hey, hey, I wouldn't doubt it. I promise you, bro. Let Draymond Green run up in the stands where I'm sitting. I'm putting my chin out so hard. I'm, I'm like, I'm over here like, yeah, I said it. I was the one who said it. Hit me. You million, you multi-millionaire. This is like the Westbrook conversation It's we exactly had. the same thing as the Westbrook conversation. <laughs> hey, Westbrook. Yeah, I said it to you. I'll say it to your face. Come over here. Hit me. And you know what I'm going to do? You're taking one for the team. I'm going to fall like Sabonis. I'm going to be on the ground right, right, rolling around. I'm going to look like LeBron in the playing when he got poked in the eye. Looking up, looking at blinking at the sky. I can't even see. I can't see. I'm blind. Rev, I'm blind. That clutch money going to come and go for you. Uh, Judge Judy, help. <laughs> I'm tell, I promise. But on, on the real note, we're, we're going down that path at this point. Russia standing in a suite at, at halftime? Bro, that looks so awkward. <laughs> Draymond is standing on the bench, yelling in the crowd, 
The rest of the Warriors are just like sitting back there. You know, I've seen the video a half a trillion times. Oh, yeah. Jordan Poole and Andre Iguodala are sitting laughing at him. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Just motivating your team? Do you think that this is this is this is what's hitting you? This is this is the spawning this energy? No. Because you know what happened? De'Aaron Fox went and said, actually, we went to the huddle and said, he acted a fool. We can't lose this game now. And what yeah. happened after he went out of there? They didn't get a single stop. And these fans know that too, right? They know Draymond Westbrook are unhinged. So they're probably thinking they're not, they're not going to antagonize. You're not going to, you wouldn't antagonize. But if they came to you with the smoke, yes, I'm, you're, not, yeah, you're, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not a yeller at the game but in these, general. But, but if these you fans, came up into my bubble, yeah. like into my little personal right, space, right. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I said it. But the difference between you and these fans, these fans are actually, they're trying to get them to, to do something crazy because they know they're unhinged. <laughs> like Westbrook he's walking out of halftime through the suite the guy just probably said something crazy to him like hey I'm gonna get a reaction out of Westbrook I don't Ed, Eddie Gonzalez was sitting right there I talked to him he said that he called him Westbrook that's it oh that's all it was he said he called him Westbrook he's like no I was right there he's like I called him Westbrook and he's like and like, I'm not Eddie didn't call him Westbrook right. Eddie was telling me yeah. the guy called him Westbrook right 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 and he, uh, and, and that was it that was it. Wow. Just like a West Brick. And then the guys over there yelling like, yo, take it like a man. I, I, I yeah. would be all like that. I'd be like, yeah, I said it. Yeah, it was me. <laughs> yeah, I did it. It was me. Wow. Tell Cersei it was me. All of, that's a Game of Thrones reference. The amount of times that Westbrook has heard Westbrook, I mean, at this point, he should be numb to it. You would think, right? I can imagine he, he gets it every game, every road game. Uh, <laughs> Wow. Hell, he got some home games <laughs> early well, in yeah, the season. Especially with the, yeah, with the Lakers. Yeah. But that all, honestly, overshadows something that I've noticed in these first two games. And what I it played out kind of how I thought it would. The Warriors cannot get by anybody to the rim. They have nothing going towards the rim if it's not Steph Curry. Clay can't move towards the rim. I mean, to the point you had Draymond driving the ball consistently early in the first half last game. Well, I would say Wiggins too. Wig Wiggins can drive to the rim, but he, but he they they haven't been getting and Clay well, yeah. can't do it. And Wiggins has yeah. been they have not been. And then when they do get to the rim, you got Alex Len who was a bust. Is a bust. He only plays ten minutes a game, right? He was a sixth, seventh overall pick. Shout out to Maryland. I mean, <laughs> blocking shots from Sacramento all the way back across the coast. <laughs> yeah. He's killing Draymond stuff. He's killing, uh, 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 now the other, was it Wiggins? He got somebody. I don't know if it was Wiggins. Uh, I don't think it was Wiggins. I can't no, remember. No, it was, it was, was, it, the, was it Gary Payton? Call, no, I want to call it, I want to call him Jeff McIntyre, but that's not his name. He looks like Jeff McInnes, who used to play, and he's not Jeff Green. Jermichael Green. Oh, that's who it is. Oh, he got Jermichael Green. Green shot. Okay, yeah. Um, Forgot about that but, choker. But this team, in the first quarter of game two, like I'm sitting there watching game one. You know, it was back and forth, good matchup. Game two, Sacramento came out 0 for 10 from the field, or from three in the first quarter. I'm like, dog, stop shooting threes. You know what? All the reason they were in the game, they had 10 points off live ball turnovers in the first quarter. Mm -hmm. I think Golden State had nine turnovers in the first quarter. Yeah, and then the silent reporter want to go ask Steve Kerr how you concerned about the turnover. He's like, no, nah, because we're playing defense. I'm like, dog. The only reason they have they had 17 points in the first quarter, they had 10 of them. To put it backwards, they only scored seven points in the half court. Yeah, think about that. Yeah, you think think about this, that's 28 points a game. 
Yeah. No, at this point, the Warriors, they do a lot of, you know, motion and read and react offense, like a lot of Steph Curry off the ball. They have to scratch that. At this point, it has to be on ball Steph Curry. They did it last year. They adjusted against the Celtics in the finals. I don't know if you remember. They were like, you know what? Okay, enough of this motion offense and Steph running around screens. We're going to put Steph on the ball, pick and roll you to death. They're going to have to live with that. And, you know, desperate times call for desperate measures. And they're at the point now where they have to live and die with Steph Curry being the guy shooting 25, 30 times. Desperate times call for desperate measures. A heavily favored. They're like, yeah, too well. What is this? What is that? What's, the, well, what's they, that phrase? The series doesn't start until the. Uh, I hate that phrase. I hate game. that phrase, by the way, because the Kings don't have to win a road game to win the series. I, that's exactly <laughs> my point. It's, 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 it's almost. It's, it's like it's, it's a series that never started. It's way worse than playing with house money. <laughs> like it's okay. way worse well, than playing I feel a lot money. better now. <laughs> but, you know, that, that phrase, I hate it so much. Because what does it even mean? So if a team gets swept, the series never started? Like Atlanta just never, you know, just cross off this playoff berth to them because yeah, they're not going to win a game. It didn't count. <laughs> it just didn't count. Just erase it out of the, the history books. No, but I do think, though, uh, I, had, I had the Kings in six, and I thought I was being aggressive. <laughs> Like, I thought I was, you know, really planting my flag, planting my flag. Are you getting a broom out? Nah, I can't do that quite yet. Okay. But. No Draymond game three? They go. They'll get one of these two in game three or four, right? But there's no doubt through the first two games of this series who the better team is. Yeah, I agree. It's just. and I, you know, it's, I don't, I mean, it's grand opening, grand closing. Like, the, they were the world champions last year. And the Kings hadn't even played great. Yeah, that's the thing. They haven't even shot the, the throw ball good. They are not doing anything that is crazy great to win. It's the Warriors are losing these games. Yeah. But I don't see, that's the thing. Everybody's like, well, the Warriors get it together. It's like, well, you know, all 11 road wins they had. <laughs> this regular season is making me feel like maybe there is no together. And and the, the, finally, the last point on it, you see Draymond doing all of that wild stuff. Remember last year, game one against Memphis? He was doing all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know who else was? Like Steph and Clay. Like they were kind of bouncing with him, not to the point that he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. they were kind of like, yeah, whoop that trick. Yeah, 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 yeah. None of that. None of that. It's, it's over, bro. It's it, over. It's over? It's over. Well, you kind of answered my question I was going to ask you. Well, it's still a hypothetical, so let me ask you anyway. So no Draymond game three. Let's just say hypothetically the Warriors win that game. First game back at Chase without Draymond. Then Draymond comes back for game four. It's going to be super emotional. They're going to look to tie it up. If it's 2-2, are you nervous going back to Sacramento? No. Because uh, you still think the Kings will win every home game? Yeah. Even like game seven, you're confident they'll win a game seven if it goes. Bro, through. I got the clutchest player in the regular season this, this season, okay. De'Aaron Fox, who's been playing great. Yeah. They can't, they cannot stay in front of Malik Monk. They can't. They got nobody for him. If Kevin Herter is okay, which he was in game two, they'll be fine. They have no post presence, the Warriors. There's nothing going to the rim. They don't draw fouls. Sacramento's playing incredible defense right now. And they're better on the road. 
all the numbers that I just talked about are the, the home to the for the regs, they all split to the road better. Just like Golden State split to the road better. So, but uh, I, Golden State has been a they've been a bad team. They've been a bad team all year. Draymond gone this summer. This yes. Day. I I said this on the radio months months ago. I, said, I would have traded him before the run started. Yeah. Cause you could have got something back. Maybe you start getting a Kaminga in the mix, uh, uh, and then you start to, to to figure out maybe it's a Kaminga, maybe it's a Moses Moody, maybe it's something around there. But I have long since over. I think the idea that you can be this emotional rah rah leader and not good, yeah, is overstated. Yeah, like you have like that's all well and good if you want to yell and scream if you're the best player. Yeah. Or at least one of the best. Top three. And and I think part of the reason why he was able to get on so long about it was, A, he was doing a lot of the stuff that nobody else wanted to do, a la Russell Westbrook in, in, in Los Angeles, right? He's doing like, get all the rebounds, playing all the defense, do all the stuff that nobody wants to do. And their best player is so, oh, whatever, about everything. You know, I don't care. Call KD. Come on, let's win some titles. Yeah. Like, Steph don't give a damn. Yeah. Steph don't care about the whole, I mean, probably because he's got four titles and people talking about him the best point guard of all time. Yeah. So he's not necessarily worried about being the star. He is the star. He doesn't have to, it's almost like Odell Beckham. He walks in, he is the celebrity. He doesn't yeah. have to try to prove it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like Draymond, his whole career has been telling people how wrong they are. And you know what? All he's doing right now in this moment is taking a career. We have four championships, first battle Hall of Famer, and proving everybody right. Because all the people are saying is that you're crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not ready to write off the Warriors just yet. I think if they win these two games at home, then you have a best of three. But it's going to be tough without Draymond game three. But, you know, maybe they're better off this game without him. Maybe uh, in a weird way it's going to help them. I'd say – if they win game three, it would start to give me concern. A little concern. A little rumble in my tongue. Yeah. But, like, overall, I still, like, but just if you pick Kings in six, you know by admission that they're going to lose yeah. two of these games. Right, right, right. So it's just where are they going to do it? Am I going to feel great about it? No. But after the first two games, though, I was walking around lighting the beam, bro. <laughs> Around my apartment, I was lighting the bean. I was over there. You got one in the house? Uh, stomping the bean. You gonna dog. order one on Amazon? I can just you, might you? have to, bro. I just <laughs> might have to. I just might have to give me a little purple headband like Kevin Herter. <laughs> <laughs> I just might have to. Uh, I do know this though: the Suns, Phoenix Suns, Clippers. Yeah, them boys in trouble. Who are you talking about? The Suns? Yes. Oh, okay. We're on the same page. Yes. Yeah. They are in trouble. Even though they won last night, I wasn't moved. I, <laughs> I was not moved at all. No, not one bit. <laughs> not one bit. And they won last night, but it's okay. They won last night because CP3 went off. Had I should say went off. He slightly was on. For him at this point yeah, in his career, yeah. that's considered going off. Yeah, he, he played a nice game. <laughs> DeAndre Ayton was hitting his foul line jumpers, but dog. We just talked about how the Warriors get nothing to their rim. I don't know if the Suns are aware that you can shoot layups. I said that. I don't know if they're aware that they can, you know, it's, it's a part of the game. You can do it if you'd like. But I think the thing that's concerning the most to me, and it didn't help, I was watching the game yesterday with Trevor Trout, who's not a fan <laughs> of uh, Kevin Durant at the time, at least of his game. But... uh 
KD can't get by anybody, bro. No. He can't get by anybody. He's not driving the lane in the same way that he used to, which was such an opening up for his jump shot because he would catch the ball at the mid at, at the at, on the elbow or on the I'm sorry he would catch the ball at the three point line either mm-hmm. elbow extended or at the top of the key or whatever mm-hmm. one dribble pull up bang and he would hit I don't know five or six of those on the on his way to twelve for eighteen yeah but part of the reason why he would hit those is because the other you know five of that tw- uh, on the way to twelve he's taking another dribble and he's Going to the rim, or he's laying it up, or he's shooting close off the uh, close off the backboard, right? Yeah. He's he used to eat between like fifteen and five feet, yeah, right. And all of that, a lot was getting there and then jerking, hop stepping, and coming back, avoiding the big and flipping it up, right? Which he could do because he's half a foot taller than everybody he's guarding. That everybody's guarding him now, son. Eric Gordon is pressing up on him at the free throw line, and he's not wiggling. Russell Westbrook. Noted, Russell Russell Westbrook <laughs> is putting Kevin Durant in hell. Yeah, like, and that's only to mention that's just the moments in which Kawhi's not guarding him. Yeah, yeah, I said this when they first got Kevin Durant as well. You know, they're going to be very reliant on jump shooting, and in the playoffs, it's pretty hard to sustain over a seven game series when you're trying to get to a championship, trying to win sixteen games total to rely on that where you're not getting any easy buckets even your center can't even post up right DeAndre Aiden is shooting from the mid-range which is fine but you're not getting no easy buckets but, it, but he shoots from the mid-range like he, this is my dad would say yeah. he, he's seven foot and plays like he's six five yeah yeah right exactly get down there and bang yeah and then to me this is maybe even the bigger concern for the Suns is their lack of bench production. Outscored 30 to 13 in game yeah. two. And then the first game, they got outscored by, I think, 20-plus. And look at the minutes these guys are playing. Durant played 44 minutes. Chris Paul, 38. Booker, 45. The eight and 32. Greg, 32. Hey. On the, off the bench, your highest minutes off the bench Hold was Akogi, 15. I was about to say, was that Biombo, Bismack Biombo, 15 yeah. minutes or something like yeah. that. That's not sustainable for a, a finals run that some people think this team is going to go on. And I think they may get out in the first round. They're lucky Paul George is out. I would have the Clippers in a heartbeat if Paul George was playing. You know what, Mark? Before we get into that, let's take a quick break. Tickets to the game, merch, meals at iconic restaurants, stays at Caesars Palace. All of this can be yours when you bet with Caesars Sportsbook. Win or lose, every bet earns reward credits, which you can redeem across the empire. Now, if you haven't started yet, register using code OMAHAFULL and then place your first bet up to $1,250. If you win, great. You keep those winnings. But if you lose... You get to stake back as a bonus bet. 21 and up only. Offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming only. New users and first $10 wager only. Must register with the eligible promo code. Bet amount of qualifying wager returned only if wager is held as a loss 
bet maximum bonus bet $1,250. Bonus bet expires 14 days after receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to the account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See Caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. No one to stop before you start. Gambling problem? Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, and Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Massachusetts, call one 800 Three two seven five zero five zero or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Ohio, and Pennsylvania. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. I'll tell you this. Devin Booker, at least in the first few games of the series, has been playing his tail off. And it doesn't matter. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's been hooping. Like, he's been and he's been incredible, defensively and offensively. Yeah, the one little fart when Russ blocked his shot and he turned to the ref and, you know, obviously the rest mm-hmm. is history. Russ knocks it off his knee, whatever. But but uh, it, it they don't get enough nearly going to the rim to make the threat of their jump shots cook at the rate that they need to. And it just doesn't seem like, yeah, I, I was not necessarily high on the Clippers coming into this, in part because uh, I think you you watch the whole season and you see Kawhi in and out of the lineup, and you don't even you know you kind of like what is going on here. Yeah, but uh, I, I, bro, if you just if the playoffs started today, I think you'd have to rank the teams that have the best shot to win the West. With like it would be like. And obviously, seeding and all this matters in place. Mm-hmm. Then you probably have Denver number one, just off their matchup. Mm-hmm. I feel like you're right there. The Clippers would be, if you were reseeding everything today, figuring everything out, they'd be the second or third best odds. Like, if you don't, if, if just for the thought, if you take these teams in this, in this environment, you take away mm-hmm. the extra the regular mm-hmm. season, all of that. Mm-hmm. Like, if you just say, who's got the best shot to come out of the West right now? I feel like the Clippers have a great shot. Yeah. I think it would be them and the Lakers fighting for that number two spot if you had to do the reseeding thing. Sacramento would be third. 
Mm, see, that's where I, I got the Lakers over the Kings. That, that's where we disagree on that. Let's get into it now. First, the philosophical debate. I have a solution. Should we ban the charge? Absolutely not. But here's the deal. You should not be able to take a charge if the offensive player is already in the air by the time you've established your con. By the I time you've that. established your set. I agree with that. That's, yeah. that's, the, that's the easiest fix, and that's really what we're talking about. Yeah, because you can't take it away completely because what is a six-foot guard supposed to do when a 6'8 wing is coming in there flying? He's not going to block his shot, so he's supposed to just let him get an easy dunk? No, he's supposed to contest. How can you contest when you're eight inches I, shorter? I'll say this. How is Kyle Lowry going to contest well, LeBron coming to the paint? I'll say this. When you go back and watch game two, and even some of game one, but specifically game two, Sacramento, Golden State, there were three different times Golden State players traveled with the ball because they jumped and somebody contested their shot and they couldn't pass it off. Uh, I think Wiggins did it once, Steph did it once, and I'm blanking. It was probably like Spaz, like Jordan Poole or something, who did it the third time. But there were three different moments when guys went up in the air, mm -hmm. tried to get their shot off, saw they weren't going to be able to shoot it, and then tried to pass it off, and they couldn't do it. Defense works. So I got defense works. This whole flop stuff, Kevin Love, get out of here. Okay, but what about your Kyle Lowry that's 6'1", and LeBron is coming into the paint full speed at 6'8", 260? He's not going to – he can't contest that shot. Look. If so he's going to take, he's going to put his body on the line. If, if you can get up there and contest it, then you should contest it. If you can't, you should get the hell out the way. So just give up. Don't, well, don't, don't foul. Don't foul. You know what I'm saying? That's what I would tell Kyle Lowry. You, you can foul him if you want to. Stand there like that and foul him if you want to. That's a foul now. Oh, so you're and, eliminating that. that but you, you saw the, I thought you said before he jumps, though. Like, what if he's just running into the paint? He hasn't lifted off yet. The vast, Kyle Lowry can't get the, in front of him and take a charge? But the majority of the conversation that we're talking about when we're talking about should we ban the like, charge? Oh, like when they lift up. It's when the, somebody, when Ja Morant has, he's already into a right-handed layup, and all he's got is his left pinky toe on the ground because his right knee is up in the air, his right elbow's up in the air, and then seven-foot Anthony Davis takes a half step over and tries to fall in front of him. Okay, I get you. Like, saying. that's, okay. no. Like, okay, you're talking about when they already had their launch point. Yeah, that's okay. what I'm saying. Okay. He's already in the air. Okay. Like, the, we, the same thing with three-point shooters. Kyle Lowry has all the ability to push up on, on LeBron, who's literally eight inches taller than him on the perimeter. Hell, we're watching Russell Westbrook do it to Kevin Durant right now, right? He could do all of that. But when KD shoots the ball, Russ has to not be under his feet. Yeah, okay. Why do we, why would we have that ability at the three-point line and not everywhere in the, in the, in the gym? Because that's why Ja falls like that. It's because AD's under his feet. Also, how about work get a mid-range game, Ja? That might help as well. That's too. beside the point. I know, point. That's a I, know I know, I know. I'm just saying. Also, <laughs> a take that I didn't know, I, I had been percolating on it, and I think I want to get out in front of it now because it's going to be loud soon. But the Aaron Fox is better than Ja Morant. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I put this on Facebook the other day. <laughs> I swear you must have saw my Facebook post. <laughs> I, I, I did. Nah, I'm I, trolling, I, but I, I literally said that, though. Like, people think I'm crazy. I was, I was, I was, I wanted to go there. And now that, that, like, you know what I'm saying? But it was like, dude, it's all right. It's 40 games. You know what I'm saying? All right, it's 60 games. 
So, okay, now, now Josh suspended. Because <laughs> he's got, he's got, he's playing with guns. The Air Fox is still hitting clutch jumpers. You know, different you know, kinds of shots. You know, another one that you, that you, that's early right now, but you might be saying a year from now. Hmm. SGA. Oh, I, I, I don't know where, I don't, I can't put him to where better than yet because. I don't have a good he's kind of like Darren Jackson Jr. to me in that it looks so weird that it's hard for me to to get past how weird it looks. Like I'm, I know like the aesthetics of his game. Yeah, like it's just so <laughs> odd looking. It's just it's just so it's just arms all over the place, legs all <laughs> over the place. Like how are you able to corral everything and bring it all back in like, at once? Like, like, how do you how do you get your game off? Yeah, like I don't I don't like yeah, like how do people not just lock you up? You know what I'm saying? I don't understand how weird this looks. Like you look like you should be left-handed. Yeah. <laughs> but no, nah, but he Jesse his uh he's really coming to his own. I, I tell you, that Oklahoma City team would have been a much tougher out in the first round than Minnesota will prove to be for Denver. I thought you were going to say if Chet was there. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. I can't wait to talk Chet next year. Oh, God. <laughs> the NBA really has got to stop doing this, though. Because every single year, the biggest star in the league is outside of the league. <laughs> yeah, they, it's, like, it's, like, it's like, yeah, okay, you're a top three pick. You can take a year off. It's like Zion. <laughs> it was like Zion. Embiid. Embiid before him. Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons. And then praise God for Anthony Edwards and LaMelo Ball. Because they go out there and hoop, man. <laughs> they, they, play, play. they play basketball. <laughs> At least they will go play. But just, oh, God. Chet Holmgren, dog. And you know what? He's coming down the pipe. This other freaking unicorn. We've never seen him before. you ever seen a 7-4? Win Benyama. Shooting guard who can catch his all three points. Victor, down. baby. So maybe there's a reason why you've never <laughs> seen it before. It's because the body don't work like that. <laughs> That's your next rookie you're going to hate on. I'm, I'm, I'm here already. I, I've, I've, sit, I've seen now, to be fair, I've seen Scoot Henderson play a few times. Not yeah. in person, but just, I know, that on G, yeah. G League or whatever. Yeah. Dude's incredible. Yeah, he's, he is incredible. Yeah, he's nice. He's incredible right now. 100%. Like, we talking about Victor Wembiana. He's 7'5", seven, 7'7", seven, seven, whatever. He can step over four rows of chairs. It's like, well, whenever we start playing basketball in chairs, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> now, you know, we can do that. I like Brandon Miller's game, too. Brandon... Oh, see, that's the thing that drives me crazy, bro. That's the thing that drives me crazy. We'll sit. We don't do it in football. We don't do it in football. Not so much. Like, Bryce Young is really one of the first where it's like, oh, are we really going to take a 5'9 quarterback with the first overall pick? Look how small he is. Mm -hmm. We should never do that. Yeah. It's like, in general, like, if Bryce Young hadn't have been at Alabama and been so great, he would have been like a third or fourth round pick. Drew Brees being a second round pick. Russell Wilson being a third round pick. Why? Because he's too damn short. Yeah. Like, it might work. You know what I'm saying? But no, it, it might work. It's yeah. A, like, it's like, with Zion, oh, 6'4", power forward. Oh, can't pass this one up. 300-pound man, can't pass this one up. You know, Chad Holmgren, oh, look, he's 7'5", seven, he's seven and can dribble and shoot three. You see his wingspan? You can't pass this guy up. You know why? Yeah, you know, you see, I see his wingspan. He looks like he can fly like a hang glider if you throw him out the window. He's got no, he's got no weight to him. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, this is, look, he's a unicorn. You know who the actual person they call the unicorn? Chris Stapps Porzingis, Porzingis, who is 6'10", and can handle and shoot. And he... 
barely fits in the league in a way that they thought would be dominant. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like he's a guy. But another, another, another topic. We'll talk about another day. Frustrated. It frustrates me, though. We'll talk NBA drafts. It frustrates me so much. I feel like <laughs> I, I would not be a good GM, but I know I wouldn't be a bad one. I wouldn't miss on a lot of guys. That's fair. So I wouldn't miss. That's fair. Like I would be I would be like the Knicks. Yeah. I have the highest floor ever. Uh, you're not getting the high ceiling guys. I, give me <laughs> give me Julius Randle and Jalen Brunson and a, three more a, of those. You're getting a for sure thing. <laughs> yeah, dog. Let's get out here and try to hustle. Miss me with the Evan Mobley's of the world. Oh, you know, he puts on some weight. And you know what? He very well might. But you know what? Uh, uh, John Moran didn't need no weight day one. <laughs> so he can come in and just be good. He's plug and play. Plug and play. You're, a plug, and, you're a plug and that's, play guy. That's what I want. Plug and play. That's exactly what I'm looking for is plug and play. Jaron Jackson Jr. won the defensive player of the year. Your thoughts? It's expected. I mean, the guy, what, averaged three blocks a game? Uh, I don't think there's really no – Real competition this year for the award, really. I mean, Draymond and eh. Embiid had a potential argument, but you know, you're not going to give him that in MVP. It's probably not going to happen. Uh, Jaron Jackson, especially with the last 30 games or so, they didn't have Stephen Adams, so he even had to have a more intense role, if you would, because he's more of a guy that wants to play on the outside, kind of like AD. You know, really a, should be a five, but plays the four, likes to hang on the perimeter, but he does roam defensively, and I think that really benefits him because he's really good at weak side defense, you know, because you know, especially if a team like the Lakers, for instance, right, right now, they put Vanderbilt out there. You're not worried about Vanderbilt shooting a corner three. So you'll put Jaron Jackson on him, and then he uh, can unless he just Unless he hits a turnaround. <laughs> that was a crazy off a, shot off he hit. Shot clock that running was, down from that, LeBron throwing the ball through was, his legs behind his head. Yeah, that was crazy. But, <laughs> but, you know, he normally has that assignment so he can help with the weak side. Somebody drives to the rim, he can help um, clean things up in the paint. So, uh, yeah, I think it's well-deserved, even though I saw NBA was a little salty. I don't know if you saw that quote. Yeah, so. Talking about the I need a Memphis scorekeeper. I guess he's saying the Philly scorekeepers aren't really tallying all his blocks correctly. There was a Reddit post that said that the Memphis scorekeeper was improperly grading Jaron Jackson Jr. Oh, so they're juicing juicing up his blocks a little bit. Which I feel like all stats are juiced, especially in the player prop era that we're in right now. Mm -hmm. But I just get annoyed with the idea. Like Marcus Smart won the defensive player of the year last year. And everybody's like, how can you give it to a guard? And I was like, dude, I don't know. Maybe because the best players in this league are 6'8 and shorter. Overwhelmingly. They play on the perimeter. (laughs) Overwhelmingly. Yeah. Right? Like, we talk about the MVP candidates, Embiid, Jokic, Giannis. There's not a single player outside of them who is even in the top 10 of MVP voting, who's above 6'9". Yeah, I think you're probably right. Because you got Tatum, he's what, 6'7". SGA, he's like, he was like top five probably, top six. He's actually not that tall. Yeah. The only other guy, but he didn't play enough games probably would have been Anthony Davis because he had a stretch where he was looking like an MVP candidate. But, but again... Yeah. He had a stretch. Yeah, he had a stretch. But he didn't, yeah. but it wasn't the sustainable. Right. right you know what I'm saying? Right, it's like right. the best players in this league are under six eight and are taking it to you 
on a consistent basis. Steph Curry, Luca. So, like, why wouldn't the defensive player of the year be the guy most equipped to stop him? You're not switching Jaron Jackson Jr. on five people. Four, yeah. even four people. Yeah. And I'm not saying, I'm not trying to, like, disparage the idea that he can be the defensive player of the year. But when you look at this award, it's always, like, uh, Marcus Stark standing, it's always a Rudy Gobert who covers so much ground or Brooke Lopez who covers so much ground. I'm like, what about the guy who's, standing, who's trying to stop the guy from scoring 50? Yeah, so you have a problem with the way the award is, is looked at and viewed and the way they grade it. Because basically, they look at blocks as like the number one thing. That's like the number one stat you hear when you hear DPOI. How many blocks is your average a game? And three blocks a game is incredible. Yeah. Like Rudy Gobert won three of these things, right? Because of, what, block shots? <laughs> but it's, it's just, I got, at no point did I look at Jaron Jackson Jr. and been like, oh, this is the guy who I want guarding my number one matchup as, okay, real talk. The clock's winding down tonight. Hypothetical situation. Game two. LeBron James has the ball. Do you want Jaron Jackson Jr. guarding him? No. That's, if no. you could pick, like, probably not. Probably <laughs> Brooks or Bain. Probably. Probably. Uh, give me Dylan Brooks because yeah. I know he's going to compete. Yeah. Probably foul him, but he's going to yeah. compete. Yeah. He'll try to cut him off or get in his spot and he'll be in his space. Yeah. Hey, Jaron Jackson Jr., I mean, they might block his shot. But I, anyway, let's get into it. As much as much uh, trash I've been ta- talking about Jaron Jackson Jr., I think he has a monster game tonight. Yeah. I do. I do. That was a tale of two halves at first, that game one. I know you were uh, clinching you. You were clenching as soon as you saw Anthony Davis say, I can't move my arm. Oh, yeah. I thought the season was over. <laughs> I went into panic mode. I really did. I ain't going to lie to you, bro. I, I hopped in a Lakers uh, Twitter space at halftime. It, 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 was, it was quite entertaining, to say the least. Those guys, it was like a funeral in there. <laughs> uh, I mean, he had a big game game one, though. So you think he's going to double up? I think he's due for a regression, honestly. Nah, he played really well in the games that Ja didn't play last year. I'm sorry, not last year, this season. And I, I think he does play. I think he has a good game this season. So you, you're, you're pretty confident Josh's not playing tonight? I think. They say it's a game-time decision. I feel like that. I feel like that's a lot of gamesmanship. I'll put it like this, dog. When you run off the court. Yeah. And then to the locker room and then come back on the court and don't come play. I don't know, man. Because if Ja was healthy, I think he would have went. Yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of tend to agree. I think he does give it a go game three. That's not until Saturday. So they have another two-day break. So I could, I could see that happening. How much rest does LeBron need? Yeah, I thought it was interesting how they're getting <laughs> these two-day breaks in this series. <laughs> Lord. It just lines up perfectly for the old man, well, right? doesn't it? <laughs> anyway. But uh, can we address the elephant in the room? I know you're trying to avoid it. I'm not trying to avoid it. Yeah, I, I, nah, I sense the energy. The you, Lakers you, had the you didn't want to talk about it. The Lakers had the best postseason game that they've had since the Showtime Lakers. You don't want to talk about it. You know where I'm going. They have four star, four players scored 20 points in a game. That has not happened since James Worthy was on the team. And then for Austin Reeves. There we go. Say the name. Know. Say his name. I, I honestly. I'm him. Honestly, I'm not kidding. I was really. 
honestly surprised at Memphis's lack of fight, like literal lack of fight at the end of that game. Because the Lakers, like, ran it up. Yeah. Like, I get that all series had nine straight points, but also he had nine straight points because, like, nobody was – like, it was kind of over. Like, and I'm not trying to downplay No, the game was still in the balance when he went on the streak. Don't, right, don't do that. The game was still – They had, tough. like, six different run-out layup dunks. I mean, that was after the – I'm talking about in the midst of the Austin Reeves run. Like, the game was still up in the balance at that point. It was after Ja got hurt. Yeah, sure. And I'm not saying – I'll just I I feel like there was a market intensity level difference after Ja got hurt. Ah, was there here not? we go. Was there not? Come on. Was there not? Why can't I just say the Lakers just took it? Why you, can't you just you say could. that? I, that's, maybe that's your answer. Was there not though? Do you not? Do you not think? Did you not feel a deflation in Memphis after he got hurt? I didn't feel that. I feel like the Lakers okay. took their heart out. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm giving the Lakers credit. I know you're trying to downplay because Austin Reeves had his moment. I get it. <laughs> He's uh, the most polarizing name on this show right now. Well, I just you know what if, if you know I'll say it again. If y'all banking on Austin Reeves. To go ahead and drop in 20 points a night. He doesn't have to. That's 15 the thing. points a night. Oh, he can get you 15 a night. You're banking on Austin Reeves to be consistent. I, before John Morant got hurt, he was three for seven from the floor. That's not terrible. For six points. It was, he was cooking all right. But I No, but honestly, what were you thinking during the midst of the Austin Reeves? And I texted you. You're like, what is happening? Like, and then when he said, I'm him, I felt like when he said that, I felt, you don't understand, like, the jubilation I felt through my body. Because it almost sounded like he was talking to you. And the fact that <laughs> you had to watch it and see it mic'd up, I just had so much joy that you matters, had to experience that. To make matters that. worse, I was freaking on the phone for work at the time. So I can't, I'm like, duh, I was watching this freaking guy go crazy. And I can't even say anything about it. I'm talking, and I'm just like, it's, like, it's sick how much Austin Reeves is going to be the topic of discussion tomorrow. <laughs> You know, I, you know what I really wanted to do? And I was like, this is petty. and This is ugly. Don't do it. But when Anthony Davis got hurt and went out, I wanted to tweet, don't worry. Austin Reeves is here. Because uh, so that's the energy that everybody else had. Oh, hey, don't worry. Austin Reeves is here. <laughs> they, I was told by Apple Care that Austin Reeves wow. is going to be the guy. But no, real talk, though, seriously. At what point would you finally give in and admit that he's nice like what does he have to do to like because i know you're not a guy that's going to hold on to a wrong take for so long i'm not saying we're there yet like it's still it's only game one but i'm just saying I'll, it, I'll say, what does he have to I'll do i'll put it like this it is way too early for me to come out and do an apology tour after one playoff game. No, i know i'm just but saying I, but that's i'm sitting i'm looking at gilbert arenas and everybody else oh uh, yeah i'm not I, familiar I, I with said you, by the way all the listeners i sent martin all the receipts people talking about like you said, Gilbert Arenas apologizing to him. I you know, sent you everything. In the play, and when this guy goes three for 12 from the floor, I hear nothing. <laughs> I hear nothing. <laughs> the guy scores nine points in a game in which the best player gets hurt and everybody else is sitting basically crying on the sidelines. And I got to hear all these I'm hymns. <laughs> but no, seriously, what would it take, though? Like, at what point would you be like, okay, I give in. Consistency. The, the kid's nice. Consistency. I, I just don't. He does not, to me, show that if he needed to consistently win his matchup, that he could. Like, if 
for example, when you're going into, if you're looking at the Lakers, mm -hmm. right? Okay. If you're just going down the pipe. Okay. Anthony Davis is the best player on the team. Okay. You see Jaron Jackson Jr. I trust Anthony Davis to win that matchup consistently. Okay. Right? Whether he does or not is a different thing. But going in, I trust that that's going to happen. I see LeBron. Okay? He's got Dylan Brooks slash Desmond Bain. I trust he's going to win his matchup. Right? Mm -hmm. I don't trust that Austin Reeves is going to win his matchup in the same way. And if you're going to be a team that competes for titles, for, all right, let's take it for, away from L.A. and the Phoenix. I trust Devin Booker to win his matchup. I trust Kevin Durant to win his matchup. Now what? You got to have a third punch. You got to have a, like, like okay, if you want to go to Sacramento, Fox is going to get off. Sabonis is going to get off. And then, you know, maybe Malik Monk, they ain't got nothing for him. You know what I'm saying? That's another thing that they can go to. That's why I feel like you go to the Nuggets. You got Jokic. You Mark, got Murray. I feel like you reach a little bit with Monk. Bro, Malik I, I like Monk. Don't get me wrong. I, I do like hey, Monk. I, I just, like Monk. I just know that. But he, to say he's consistently going to win his matchup, I don't know if I can bro, say that. All I'm saying is this. The boy got 60 points in the playoffs, played two career playoff that's, games. That's true. You know what that's I'm saying? True. I, so, uh, that's but, true. Uh, and he has a track record over the last two seasons that when he comes in, and he's and where now I'm not gonna say that he's gonna be starting if you ran him 40 minutes that he would continue, but if you put him in that spot, he's gonna fill it up. That's fair. That's you know fair. what I'm saying? I don't necessarily think that Austin Reeves, if you needed Austin Reeves to go out there and get 20, like it's a, it's it, you know what it is? It's like the Warriors with Wiggins. If you need Wiggins to go get you 20, because sit like you if you need if you're depending on him to get you 20, that's not gonna work. Now, if he gets 20 in the flow of everything that's happening, if you know he gets a couple rebound tip dunks, you know what I'm saying? He gets he gets a couple rebound outlets, he's running fast break dunk, a couple free throws because he's attacking the rim. Okay, cool. But like we're not running plays for Andrew Wiggins to score 25, 30 points. That's the that's that's my thing with Austin Reeves. But People the thing about Reeves, though, at the end of that game, he was literally, he had the ball in his hands. He was bringing the ball up. Creating the plays it ain't like they, he just got some rebound putbacks or some loose balls and he picked it up. He was literally the offense. LeBron, he waved off LeBron like LeBron was on the wing chilling and he was isoing, pick and roll. Like so, that's the what, fundamental difference there. What uh, he what, was the offense what last five minutes. Desmond Bain say, "We'll see if he can do it again." I can't wait till tonight. We'll see if they can do it again. That's what Des Des Desmond Bain, my boy, TCU. <laughs> Go horn froze. <laughs> we'll see, man. It's gonna be a Bro, fun one. You know what? Sort of. <laughs> because you know what's gonna drive me crazy? <laughs> what? And I, I want him to have a big night, but I also am concerned about what that means for the rest of the series. And I kind of have an inkling that he will. But I think Dylan Brooks is gonna have a big night tonight. What does a big night for Dylan Brooks look like? Something where he's uh not Westbrookian shooting. Okay. I think Dylan Brooks has the potential to shoot over 45% from the floor tonight. And if that's the case, he'll have 30 points because the way he shoots. So the first game, he shot nine threes. So he'll make like four of them tonight. I think, he, I was think two, he was two for nine from three the first game. So I think what Memphis had an odd edict in game one, it seemed to me, from the first quarter. They're like, we're going to go at Anthony Davis as much as we can. Like they were like, we're gonna meet Anthony Davis at the rim and see if he can hang in. It's there. a ballsy plan. 
Odd plan, to say the least, right? You would think, and I, I get it, maybe you get him in foul trouble early, get the best player in foul trouble, but it was not working. He was erasing everything. And I think Memphis Seven blocks. got a little uh, trigger happy from deep after that happened. I imagine now without John Morant, they'll have a more balanced offense approach. That's fair. I think for tonight, they actually have a better chance to win this game with Tyus Jones starting. A John Morant that's not even close to 100%, I think does more damage than good tonight. And, and bro, he's been like in his feelings, and I don't like it. Like, he's been, at least you know, this post game, he's like, if it ain't one thing, Yeah, I noticed another. that. He doesn't have the same joy. Yeah, you know, if it ain't one thing, it's another. Like, bro, you, you were the one who put yourself on Instagram Live. Get over it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, get over it. Yeah. And just go like nothing happened. You sound like a disappointed parent. I am. Like you love Ja. I am, dog. Because <laughs> I, I know this. I know this. The way he plays, he doesn't have long in this league. So, and I want and I, you know, to be as successful as you can while you can. Mm -hmm. Because you know, come six years from now, he's not going to be jumping like he could jump now. Yeah. And he, but you know what though, he hasn't gotten any bigger. His shot, three point shot, hasn't really improved that much. Uh, and it's it's over the span of the, I don't know how much dedicated to improving he is, or how much you know dedicated to getting better he actually is. And so if that's the case, then you know it'll go fast because, I mean, look, James Harden was famous for going out. <laughs> yeah. And now James Harden looks like I would look like if I was a professional basketball player, <laughs> somebody who all, I also was famous for going out. <laughs> I just don't need to, my body to depend on that that grand scale. Yeah. But should be a fun one, man. Let's take a quick break and then uh, we'll give our lemon pepper parlays. Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi Strawberry slid right into my taste buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. All right, Mark, what you got? All I right. want the Lakers to win and LeBron James and Anthony Davis. No, I'm just joking. What you got? Well, actually, I do have the Lakers. Uh, <laughs> I got the Lakers minus one. Uh, I think Ja or no Ja. I think the Lakers, I think they're just a little too much right now, man. I think it's some things going on internally in Memphis with your leader, like you said in the last segment, talking about how you know, if it's not one thing, it's another. It's just, I don't know, the vibes are weird there, man. So I like Lakers minus one. I think that's a steal without their best player probably not going to play tonight. And I'm pairing that with the over on Jokic points. I know first game he didn't even try to score. It said 23 and a half. I think tonight's game will be a four-quarter game where the Nuggets do win. But I don't think it's going to be the blow like we saw in game one. I we think can only hope the Nuggets win. Yeah, I think he'll be required to score a little bit more tonight. So I like the value there at 23 and a half. For Jokic. You know, I just thought about this. 
for, during the whole time in Utah, I was like, do Donovan and Rudy get along? Do Donovan and Rudy get along? Yeah. Donovan Mitchell has multiple 40-point games this year, one 70-point game, and, it, you know, it seemed to be the new face of Cleveland. Rudy Gobert got punched by his teammate this year. <laughs> Things to think about. My uh, lemon pepper parlay. I'm doing a uh, same gamer here. I'm going to the Memphis Lakers game. I do think Memphis wins tonight. I think they'll go back to L.A. 1-1 in an eventual, if I had to sit here, call it right now, that, you know, gun to my head, I'd say Lakers in six. Oh, so you switched. If I had to pick it today, right now, I'd say yeah. Lakers, in sweat, Lakers in six. But who knows? John Morant might play and have 50 points tonight with his boots <laughs> right here. But I'm going with LeBron James to have a double-double. That's pl- plus 110. And Jaron Jackson Jr. to have a double-double as well. It's plus 190. Titles, bad boys together. It's a little over five and a half to one. Okay. So okay. I like that right there. I think Jaron Jackson Jr. has had a blossoming season this year, even though he does look like the thing that blows, the, the blow-up thing in front of a car dealership when he plays. <laughs> he was waving around that's back a, and forth. That's a funny analogy. Uh, but I do think that he, you know, He'll definitely have the points. I think he's going to have to get the rebounds. There's nobody else there to get them. Steven Adams ain't there. Brandon Clark ain't there. Even John Morant's a good rebounding point guard. So he's going to have to go in there and get the rebounds. So I think he'll have the points, rebounds, double-double. And then I'll go with LeBron. What's what, LeBron's double-double going to be? I say you wish he's more likely assist or rebounds. Obviously the points. It's gonna make me. It's it's gonna. LeBron's final line tonight will be twenty seven, ten, and eight, eight what? rebounds. Okay, so ten assists. Ten assists, eight rebounds. Okay, okay. Twenty seven, ten, and eight. That'll be LeBron's line. All right. And a loss. <laughs> Lakers are going up two zero, coming back to L A. Lake Lakers in five. You know, you're lucky. You're lucky now. You know who's <laughs> definitely going home? The Golden State Warriors. I still think they'll win the series. Good luck tonight. You too, man. Let's cash. <laughs>